the Wake Up Radio presents Seth and Sophia. Giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Welcome to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Zest. I'm Sophia. And this is Zest and Sophia on the wakeupradio.com, our social media page, otwtube.com. Huge shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for being a rock star, putting this all together for editing, for posting, for creating an entire something out of nothing. So kudos and I love you um, and much love and respect to the entire on the wake up radio family. I appreciate and respect all of you and everything that you do. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Good evening. What's going on? It's been a couple weeks. I know it's been a, a good while. Yeah, it has. It's, it's interesting. Cause you know, we talk about uh, for our listeners, you know, before we go on the air, we discuss what we want to talk about. And first we ask each other how we're feeling. You know, do you want to get on and talk? Because I, I'm going to speak for you for a second, if that's okay, Sophia. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like uh, the evolution of us has taken us from, you know, wanting to always be there to help other people to now just wanting to help ourselves. And, and, and the direction and the energy has changed so much. And it's not that we want to stop helping anybody. It's just that we realize that every time that we put the energy out there for others, it's a subtraction of energy for us and the people closest to us. And I don't think people take that into consideration. This goes for all anyone out here, not, not us, but everybody out here taking that time and energy to do what we do. And then, you know, you have people come along and they just want to pick it and pluck it, right? Like take little pieces and they don't realize how much goes behind it. You know, how much research goes into it and what, because we want to make sure that we're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's when we're sharing information. Are we perfect? No. Do we get everything right? Absolutely not. But we're trying, you know, and we're doing the homework. We're doing that background work. And, and as we're doing it to help other people, like I said, you know, it just is the realization is, is more and more is that time is just taken from us. You know, I did. Um, and so when, when we do the show, Sophia and I ask each other, if we, if we want to do a show, do we want to share our energy? You know, what kind of, you know, where are we at? And do we want to share our energy? Do we want to hold on to it? And I believe that this is a really important fact because we're at a point where there's energy vampires everywhere. There's really good people, and I'm not saying that, but there's energy vampires everywhere. And if you are uh, someone who's offering energy up, they're going to be there, and they'll drain you. And sometimes we don't even notice that we're being drained. Do you know what I mean? Until afterwards, and we're like, oh, like, what happened, right? Oh, yeah, so, it worked. 
<laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we check in with each other before the shows and what we want to talk about and stuff and where we want to go with it. And it's interesting because we did take a couple of weeks off uh, over the summertime just to be able to be us and to have fun and to allow also Cindy, who puts her everything into this, you know, a little bit of time, you know, a little bit just to have, you know, some tea <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? or a shot of tequila, either one, you know, but just to sit back and just, uh, actually it's cervezas, it's the beers, huh? Um, I'm, I'm practicing. I will be fluent soon. I promise you that I will be fluent just to totally digress. I will be fluent in Spanish very soon. I, I absolutely refuse to be stuck in one, but, um, <laughs> So we, we, we often do that. And I don't think people are doing that enough. And one of the things that you and I wanted to discuss tonight is freedom, right? And, and what it is to be free and how that is. So I, after we talked about what we want to discuss tonight, so that's one of them. And the other is the experiments the government runs on us, right? And, and what it has been doing and what it is doing and how much we're changed through that process. But the freedom thing, I, the reason I, I just said everything I said to come up to the part of the freedom is that, you know, we are free to decide and, you know, as much as we can right now, because there are things around us that are influencing our thought process and influencing the way that we act and react. And one of them is the smart dust in the air, you know, and it does change our impulses. It does change our actions. It does change our ability to be free and to connect to this, this mother earth, right. To this, this yeah. planet, this realm that is alive and electrical, the same as us. So that freedom of choice, I wonder how many people are executing that freedom right now. So from, for me, I took a step back and here was my analogy about social media because it's a mind trap. It's literally a mind trap. And especially for people seeking freedom and knowledge, it is the best way to harness intellectuals like us in. Oh yeah. It is. Yeah. You can have people come along and take the tidbits of information, but then you have intellectuals that come along like us. We see something and we're down in another rabbit hole two, three days later. And we come up and we're like, look what we found. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> And that's kind of the point is to, to take away our freedoms and to keep us in the rabbit hole on the perpetual chasing of the rabbit. We're always chasing the rabbit and the rabbit's always chasing time. And the rabbit shows us that we can never catch up. We're never going to get to the rabbit and get to the time. So then we have to decide, right? And in that decision is our choice to be as free as we possibly can. And most people don't recognize that. Social media, I broke it down for myself. I went on. And I was like, all right, I got off. And I said, let me calculate it. So we'll say three, three minute videos, nine minutes, right? One, one minute video. That's 10 minutes. Now I watched a 15 minute video. That's 25 minutes. Now I watched another seven minute video. That's 32 minutes. Do you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and my time is just going and going. And all of a sudden now, two hours of my free time has now been captured in the black box of, of this intellectual trap. You know, does that make sense? Uh, yeah. And if I can, can, can speak mm, off what you've been saying, I feel like you actually hit the nail on the head for why I chose, why I wanted to talk about freedom. That's the type of freedom I'm actually talking about is that freedom with your time, that freedom to not be 
uh, compulsed to do things or obligated to do things and be because we have to honor ourselves and that's yeah. what it comes down to is honoring the body and the self and staying authentic and I feel like what this world does to us is it throws us in that spin me right round wreck it right round where we get stuck and trapped in a cycle and that's and and and, the, and then mini cycles so the mini cycles would be staring into the screen and when you look on the outside at a human being when they're doing this it looks crazy yeah we look like we're zombies trapped you know what i mean it, it, in some sort of weird uh mind funk it, it's it's awful but the reason we do that with each other we could where we you know say do you want to talk tonight is because yeah. why would we want to to do something we really don't want to do right why mm -hmm. would i want to be sitting here not really feeling like I want to share that just out of just out of the pressure to do so out of the, you know, the need to have my face recorded or my, yeah. you know, that there honoring, honoring yourself and what you really want to do. What is truly influencing your wants, needs and desires? That's where the freedom comes in. That's where our, our free will, the smart dust, everything yeah. around us, our genetics, the chemicals in the food and the water. <laughs> all of these things influencing us genetically we still have the we still have the power to override all those things yeah but then you've got the outside ai that's just wiring the system through and kind of just solidifying making all the final connections mm -hmm. and when we when we subvert our free will and we allow ourselves to become autocratic we're working off the system we're just doing things in a system yep we we do we sub we we uh, what's that called? You just give away your free will. You, yeah. You that, see, the, you give the, it's the choice. It, it's even the choice because if you're doing something, like if I'm sitting here doing something, if I'm writing something, I might see something, I might change. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm interacting with everything around me. And just like you said, you know, when people, when you look at someone walking down the street, staring into this little black box, it's disturbing. You know, it's just very disturbing. Like, and that's the choice, you know, that therein lies it like, so we learn about this stuff, right? For how, however many years now, we, everyone's been talking about different aspects of this, right? What most people aren't doing, Sophia, is applying it to it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm learning that this is becoming a bigger and bigger trap for my mind, body, and soul, then the logical thing to do if I want to preserve myself is to detach from it, to mm -hmm. be mindful. Like I'm saying, like count how many minutes I'm on. There. Do you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. am I doing? What am I gaining from it? What, what is the, what is the point that comes back? And it, and that, and it's designed that just even the motion of it, um, the scrolling, is very hypnotizing. That's why you'll see, this is my assumption, I'm speculating, but that's why you'll see animals scrolling because it's that, it's that motion. It's not that they're really like looking at the next picture. You ever see a thing when it, like a, a dog or a cat is scrolling like yeah, an iPad yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. I think it's just, it's, just, it's the same thing. It's that hypnotic motion of it because even my hand doing that, I'm not sense. sure if we're live that way, but even my hand. Well, that's why the TV is a hip, a hip. It puts you in Delta or I think Delta state, a theta state. It puts you in one of the, the whatever the hypnotic yeah. state of mind is when you're watching it. It's to, it's to get you in that state of mind where it's, it's programming. And that's what we're doing. We're programming ourselves. And like you just said, we have to start choosing and applying the knowledge. 
you're not wise if you if you know things. You're wise if you apply the things you know. Mm-hmm. If you know that, uh, for instance, me and in my own life, I could say when I started learning these things, I immediately was like, well, I can't do that anymore. I can't right. eat that anymore. I can't engage in that anymore because like those that's how serious i you have to take you have to take yeah. your health in your time our lives actually i read a study recently that we're supposed to be get more and more resilient with age and that our true lifespan is supposed to start degrading at 150 so we we're supposed to peak at 150 in our resiliency it. i believe it so it's like they have gotten humanity in a perpetual cycle of insanity because you hit it on the head. If you know something's not right or good for you, what would be the driving factor in making you not do the logical thing, which is stop, stop doing, doing this it. harming you? Mm-hmm. But people don't. It's the insanity cycle of, well, uh, but I this, but I might need this, but the easiness of that, the convenience of this, mm-hmm. or I just noticed people are just totally weak. They don't want to even have the five seconds of that having to override, you know, a, the a system of programming. Yeah. It, it's, it's really, um, it's sad it's, to watch. It's almost like the prison, right? Like they're too afraid to go through the fence, right? Well, what if I get stuck? What if I can't get right. through? Right. Right. It's like to them, any say any second of suffering and everything to some, a lot of people I'm noticing is suffering. Like what is going on with this fear of suffering? That's starting to really, like, I don't know, set off like alarm bells that I feel like everyone is, is being controlled in a, because they're afraid to suffer something. They're afraid to suffer some loss. Everybody's something. afraid to die. Everyone right I feel like everyone right now has been so scared and so shaken that they're afraid. They're afraid to breathe. They're afraid to die. They're afraid to talk to somebody. They're afraid to hide. Do you know what I mean? Like they have literally like, um, it's like a snail, right? The snail was out exploring and then you touch it and it goes all the way in. They're all the way in now. Do you know what I mean? Like that, you know yeah. what I learned that's totally fascinating is some is it hermit crabs, when they leave the shell, they actually seal it. So it becomes this fossil. And and it just does that this conversation just reminded me of that. It's like people are sealing themselves inside of that little fossil, right? That they're they're locking themselves in there. You know, it's funny you're saying that and, I, and it's showing it. And I'm like, look, remember, like thinking of the shells I found this summer on the beach. And it was like a bunch of hermit shells, like literally suction cup together that had formed a huge, huge shell. And I think, you know, as human, human beings, we are meant to be kind of like a collective. But the way mm-hmm. they have used it now is to like against us. Where, oh, right. Yeah. Right. Where they like they they everyone's in their shell because everyone thinks that that you have to be in your shell to kind of be this collective and this considerate person. And this and it's like if you're only doing things because you want to be this way or because yeah. something's telling you like that, the how wrong reason not see that that's not that it's not um, it's not it. It's not it. Yeah, it's, it's not it. It's not it. It's just, it's just not it, right? It's not. It's um. It's very interesting, you know. Uh, I know that I've had. I don't know if I'll call them upgrades or advancements, whatever it is. I'm moving in a great direction. I'm over here. I'm moving forward. I'm doing things like it's just things are great, right? Like so, everything's never perfect, but things are great. 
And then I look at so many other people and they're stuck. Like this is, this is a real conversation that I had with a friend of mine who I love very much. Sorry, I'm a little short of breath today. So one of my friends, um, we've been friends for a really long time and she is, listens to what the news says, watches the TV, you know, she's been vaccinated, like she's wired in and she's not even someone a that I would want to tell some of the real things of the world that goes on because she's just a really nice person. Do you know what I mean? Like there's some people that I just really would like to protect it. And her and her husband are just really nice people and they're very naive to the evils of the world. I mean, very naive to the evils of the world. And, you know, it's, it's interesting uh, as I'm saying this out loud, because, you know, we want everybody to know, but at the same time, like, this friend of mine, I, I don't share stuff with her because I, I, I mean, I do share some knowledge, but not, I don't go too far with her because I, I like her purity. Do you know what I mean? Like she's just a really good person. And I feel like if I were the one to do that, I'd be the one to bruise her soul. Do you know, does that make I mean, sense? I, I almost kind of understand you. You almost want to let her uh, progress at her own rate. She's never going to get it. She doesn't care. You know, not that she doesn't care to get it. She just doesn't even know this whole other world exists. Do you know what I'm saying? So majority of the people alive right now. Um, it's just that she's such a good person, you know, where not everyone's a good person, but she, so you know, what? I'm glad you're saying that. Cause there are a lot of just good people that are, mm -hmm. are just totally blind. They're yeah. blind. And she yeah, she doesn't get, you know what I mean? But this is the conversation we had and, and you know, me, I am typically more of a lioness, but here I was more of a little cub, right? So we have a conversation and uh, she's like, well, she's like, uh, well, she wants to come down and see me, right? And uh, and she said to me, all right, girl, she said, let me know uh, what they have to say about what's going on um, with COVID. And I said, well, do you want to know the details? She goes, I want to know what the news says. I go, you don't want to know the facts? She goes, I want to tell me what the news is saying. Whoa. <laughs> like this is a real and Please don't come visit. I'm just kidding. And, and 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 it's just it's just so funny because I'm like the news and she's like, yeah. And 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 it's kind of like she knows and I know, but it is what it is. And I just left it. Do you know what I mean? And I just yeah. left it at that. Like it's just what is how funny is that that that's what she wants as a verification of what's going on is what is coming through the news. Well, this is how majority of people live. They live off of the trusted institutions. Therefore, they have capped themselves from being able to ever actually exhibit real free will yeah. because they're not living according to their own mind thought. and creativity and thoughts. They're living off of other people's downloads, downloading it to them, and you know, and and their their perverted downloads or mm -hmm. you know, distorted downloads. But that's what um, people are working off of. Yeah. And that's, that's where, that's where I see the big divide that, that happens is who's going to be a defender of the system and who's going to be a defender of freedom. Yeah. Themselves, you know? Well, I don't, I don't, I just don't see everybody wanting it for themselves. They don't. No, they, they just don't. And, they really and just don't. you know, and it's, it's like, um, how successful has the slave master been at convincing the slave 
that he's not one or she's not one, right? Yes. Well, we're not really free. See, we're like indentured servants. I almost see oh, it. Like we're definitely not free. Yeah. Um, the majority of people out there that the payment system, that's more like indentured servitude for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they know forever. They've just settled on a pe like a peon position and they have no desire to do anything but just kind of survive in the system. Yeah. And just do and, their little thing. And where I think freedom is the most expressed is through creativity. And when we don't have the freedom to explore our creativity and experience mm -hmm. life on life's term, like the quote you said to me before, and I, I don't mean to bring up something, you know, sad, but like life is for the living. Mm -hmm. We have to start choosing to actually live life and experience yep. life. If we're not experiencing, we're not living and we're not exerting free will. If we're not out there engaging in choices, Mm -hmm. We're robbing ourselves of choices and choices of spontaneity in the moment choices, yes. not presented choices from institutions. Yes. What, what, this, what, this tyranny or that tyranny. When some, yeah, exactly. Because when someone says to you this or this, that's not a choice. Right. It, you, you might not even been either one had you had freedom of the choice. Exactly. It would have been something totally different. But, you know, people don't, they don't, um, I can see who truly wants to be free and I can see who uh, is just part of the bandwagon. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I made a post, I did this, but it's not, you know, that's, that's the part we're talking about. And when, and when you're saying about the freedom, you know, it's, it's the freedom to go out and to live. It's the freedom to actually go and be, it's not to get caught up in this whole psyop day in and day out because it is a, it's a mental trap is what it is. And it's a mind. I mean, I've been calling it a mind virus from the jump, right? And this is why it's a mind virus because those infested with it uh, are, are living in some delusional reality that there's some black plague killing people left and right on the streets. So somewhere inside of them, I think they want that to be the reality because of the programming of like the movies and yeah. like they want to be living in a movie. They want yeah. to be like living out a movie. Well, a lot of people, you know, I've noticed are really happy being a victim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's, it's, now. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, very. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's a word for it, but it, when there's a group of people going through an experience together, how like they're. A mass psychosis. Yeah. So they're kind of like in it together. Like, yeah, we're going through this. They yeah. keep reassuring each other that they are in the right. <laughs> Me, I always resent that energy. I'm always like, no, like you're going through you. I'm going through me. It's, it's, it's an experience, but we're not going through, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, right. Right. Like I don't, I always repelled like people like that, that always, that needed to have someone doing yeah. it with them. Yeah. Like, like, you know, sorry? it's nice to support each other and, yeah. and, you know, like cheer each other on, but like, don't fuse yourself with. Yeah. Like the experience is only because, um, it's, uh, it's similar to, uh, I know we're digressing a little bit. It's similar to a friend I had that I'm not really friendly with anymore. And, uh, she would want to, she would, if I was going through something and talking to her about it, she would start crying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck what the oh, fuck? 
Like what the, do you know what I mean? But it's that conditioning. Like, like instead of, instead of being like, it's all right, I'm right here. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's the conditioning. That's the lack of the freedom. And that's, that's a mental trap, right? To think that the only way is to go through it together and saying, come on, man, it's all right. You, you know what I'm saying? It's that the, the releasing of the person in a trauma. <clears throat> you actually bring up a really good point. It's about see authenticity. I think people have a problem with raw in the moment oh. emotion and, and they, they don't know how to just let people kind of have the emotion because the program tells people like, we got to have a, pro a, a fix it. We got to, yeah. I got to somehow help this person. This person's looking for help. But sometimes like you just said, people are just looking to release, release the emotion. They don't need you to, 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 to reinforce it. And then, yeah. and then be some, get yeah. some like, you know, where you where now that person is the, the emotional outlet. Like they, they want to be or something. Yeah. But, it's like, let's cry together. <laughs> Can we just I, I always bed? say that to like, you know, Jamie and, and my kids, like uh, sometimes people just need a moment and yeah. they can just feel what they feel. Yeah. And then it's okay to let it to, to honor what you were feeling, but not allow it to, to, to reverberate through your entire day and life. You know, yeah. you can, you can express it. See, that's what people don't do. And I think that's why the society is so repressed, which is a control mechanism because they don't honor their feelings in the moment. They'll deny what they're feeling in the moment. It'll have an outburst later. And then that will be like a chain reaction of just an emotional stewing over mm -hmm. so that when someone is in the moment and they're able to say, I'm just feeling sad right now, I'll be okay. Yeah. It, it, it freaks them out because it's not part of that program of yep. spinning out of repression and saying, and, and not, like, what do you, you mean know, you're going to be okay? You're not right. going to cry for a week. Right. Right. You're not going to use this to your advantage to now get oh. people to feel sorry for you. Oh. See, that's what everyone's used to a manipulation oh. game. That's why I say we're not free. You're people aren't free. If you have to manipulate people to get what you want, you're not free. You're not in authenticity and you're not free. What is it all adding up to if that's the way life is being lived? That it's just, you know, it's the programming kicking in. It's almost like um uh, like the sleeper agents. It's like they did that to society and everyone has depending on your generation or you know where you grew up or something, everyone has a certain trigger that's going to lull them into some zombie attic if that's even a word but i just made it up <laughs> zombie attic state right sense. where they're just kind of working in between a zombie and a robot right like that just that that element because i mean when you think about it it's very logical it's very plausible it's very applicable they would have done that you know what kind well, of experiment? We know a lot of the, the government experiments were to turn humans into mind control slaves yeah. to figure out a way to control society to start adding fluoride in our water to to get us to be you know, everything yeah it's less inhibited i mean that is the end game i think you know uh, when i was researching for tonight's show uh i've been looking at like some over the last couple of days because i had it in my head i was like oh i saw a video the one i shared with you and then from there i kind of was like Hmm, let me take a look at a couple of things. Do you know what I found extreme? I mean, all of it is extremely disturbing to me. But what I found very disturbing is the experiments that they did on babies. They did everything from spinal surgery without anesthesia to see if it really hurt. Right? They uh, they would they would 
do psychological things to a child, right? And they would they would have uh, the mother do certain things, and then they mm-hmm. would. So in in one instance, they would give the child a gift and then the gift would break when they gave it to the child, it would shatter into a thousand pieces. And then the mother for 60 seconds would just stare at it, just stare at it. And it would cause a psychological reaction in the child. Um, There was another one where the mother would engage with the baby over and over and over again. And then um, she wouldn't like look at the baby. She wouldn't like talk to the baby or anything. And the baby within a very short span of a few seconds, really, right, uh, would look away now and, and would start to disconnect from, from the like mother. Our phones, how our phones kind exactly. of keep, keep yep. us when we're mothering. That It's like they did those experiments to execute yes. in yes. society. Yes, yes. And, it, and, it, and look at the impact it has because, you know, we do have a generation of, of what are now quasi-young adults that are more apathetic than empathetic. Yep. And had they had more of that connection, more of that, that, you know, with any, any adult, I'm not saying mom, dad, I'm just saying in general, because the whole, everyone in the room has a phone in their hand and they're filming the baby more than they're interacting with the baby. Right. And then they're looking at the video of the baby while the baby's there. Do you know what I'm saying? And then like, that baby grows up to be a narcissist thinking it needs to be in a freaking camera all yeah. the time. So it's just like a. Imagine the impact. I, I, I imagine the impact of uh, of a baby, right? They are cognitive. They are aware, right? Of a baby, of a toddler. They're way more cognitive than we are. Yeah, and imagine the impact of being videoed, and then knowing you're in the video, you could hear yourself, or maybe they showed you, and then having everyone pay more attention this way than to you actually right there. I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming wow. that in itself is a form of psychological warfare. And as I'm saying it right now, imagine the premise that the psychological warfare that would have been done on my mom's generation, on mine and your, you know what I mean? On those, the impact of that, of training us, I guess just generationally, right? But especially since the TV came into play, but generationally uh, training us to, in actuality, abuse the next generation in a psychological uh, interaction, lack of interaction, verbiage. Do you know what I'm saying? hundred percent. I'm like totally linked into what you're saying. I'm like, yes, this is exactly so. And in itself, it's it's almost like each generation enslaves the younger one coming in. And because they've been because they've been trained to uh it was like one of the experiments they did at this um i don't know what school i don't remember what school one of the universities one of the schools they had decided to do an experiment and we'll say there was 20 students right and they wanted to do a prison experiment well 10 of the students became prisoners 10 of the students became prison guards and this experiment did not last very long at all because in a very short period of time they each took on the role psychologically of what they were and in fact that the 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 students who are uh, partaking in being the prison guards became very abusive, very abusive. And then the students who were being the prisoners, they became very submissive. And in fact, some of them had to check out within hours of doing it because it was psychologically too much for them. And 
when you think of the premise of that experiment, right? And then you take that and you apply it into a household or, you know what I'm saying? And you, oh and you God, breaking yeah. it down and breaking it down. Ultimately, we could wind up with generations of grandparents literally locking their children in a room with the cube. Or eventually we're locking ourselves in the room and we're just like, okay, well, not we. I, yeah. I, 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 I was going to say that too. Uh, no, but, not, uh, <laughs> not me. But like, but that is kind of the ideal to get the people to build their own prison and become their own prison guards. Mm-hmm. That's all the systems. In. Yeah, it seeks to to set itself up in that way. It was like uh, one of the one of the guys that I know from. Um, Boston, not a friend, just someone I know, you know, that I'm linked up with on Facebook. I look one day and he had posted that he was in, uh, I think he was on the red line train, blah, 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 car number, this, and someone was on there without a mask. And can someone, really? oh my I God. was like, you, I was like, I'm like, you will become an enemy really fast, really fast. You Let nasty. You, I am like such a lunatic. I just flew and I barely wore the mask even in the airport. I just kept it on my chin. Yeah. And then when I got on the plane, you know, tell him, but when I was getting on the plane, the girl who was supposed to sit next to me, she was like double masked. And I, I didn't realize I was so theatrical about it. I was like, oh, this girl's double masked. I can't sit next to her. Frank <laughs> <laughs> goes, do you mind if I sit here? And she was like, yeah. That's funny. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not sitting next to her. Do you know she's vaxxed? Double masked. Get out of here. I can't did look at her. Did you see the guy, the Asian guy on the train with like 50 masks on? No, I'm no, not, I'm not, when I tell you, no. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Like, they're like this. They're the disposable ones and they're this far. Face <laughs> like this. It's the, I'll send it to you afterwards. It's the this is, this is how we evolve into weird animals. Like, people just, uh, that their children end up being like born with like no face. <laughs> well, speaking of weird animals, one of the experiments that the US government did was to take testicles of animals and insert them into men. Oh, what? I never heard that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. To see if the men would produce, reproduce the animal they, they, in yeah. their sperm if they were to. Yeah, they, yeah, they took the, oh, they took the balls right out of animals and put them into the men. Yeah. So I want to, before we get into this bit, I want to make a statement because I feel like I need to. Go. Because I, I reinforce this every few years and I said it to Jamie again recently. But at the end of all my research, no matter what topic I am researching, at the end of it all is always some psychopathic Nazi scientist. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. In the middle of it all. And with these experiments, I want people to realize that America never won World War II. We actually submitted to the Nazis and allowed them to have a breakaway civilization. And then we took their like least, you know, uh, rocket scientists and we took, you know, their leftovers basically in Operation Paperclip, and we allowed them to continue with these vicious psychotic experiments, which Zest is about to probably tell us. So I just wanted to give that premise that there's a no, lot of good. 
that's still around and still in the system, still using it to experiment on masses of people. It wasn't one of the reasons they called it paperclip because they use paperclips to attach them to their new files, to their new names, to the new yeah. identities, right? And take them and paperclip it and then yeah. hand it off and then they have a whole new identity here in NASA. Yep. Oh, in NASA. Yes, in NASA, exactly. I'm so glad you brought up NASA. NASA is Disney, okay? So when you go to Disney World and you see all this technology and all the, the stuff that looks so real in your face, these are the same people who, who uh, work for NASA. So <laughs> I just need to say that as well. No, that's a good point. That's a very good point. And they're, again, Nazis. <laughs> so yeah. I went to go out to uh, lunch uh, with with a friend and um, her and I walk in and they said, uh, oh, I have a mask for you. I'm like, no, I don't I don't need a mask. And she's like, no, I have a mask for you. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, there's no there's no mandate. I go, you have no right to tell me what medical device to use. Right. So then the woman's like, OK, have a good day. I'm Hi. like, what? And I said something and she's like, I'm like, you're a Nazi. And then she's like, have a good day. I'm like, Nazi, Nazi. And I was just like, what the? Yeah, we have to call them out for what they are. Like, how are you behaving in this way and telling me that I need to put on a mask to walk from here to your table? Where are you? Where are you inside that brain inside? Well, actually, I did a whole show on my show, Event Horizon, about a brain. And there's people who can live without a brain. In fact, there are there are documentations of people living without a brain. Well, your your uh, gut is an actual brain too. Yeah. Um, but there's one 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 child was born with only like half a head, just a face, no brain, and another was born with a full skull, but only the stem, no brain. They both lived. They both functioned. They both. So yeah. <laughs> Do they have all their faculties? Um. For the most part, wow. for the most part. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you some of the articles. Uh, it is wow. super interesting. The, uh, for the most part. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think one of them, one of them was like 12. Maybe he lived like they didn't live a full, full life, but I mean, a month is a long time to live without a brain, right? A day you would think. So, so, you know, this is just totally out of left field, but because because we're talking about experiments right now. Do you think when these like nuclear reactors melt down that it's it's like a real like accident or that they are using it to, as a cover for mutations that are happening through other things like chemicals and smart dust and all of this? I, I mean, I from from what I, I learn they're doing experiments with um, uh, uranium. Uh, you know what I mean? So they're they're doing different, and there's people who the, the experiments are happening to that don't even know that they're in an experiment. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it very well could be a cover. You know what I'm saying? But how do they have a nuclear place and then they rebuild on the land? Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't believe anything. I believe like little pieces of, of what they say, but you know, it's kind of hard not to look at things and think that, that uh, are we a creation to be experimented on? Have you seen humans? <laughs> Have you seen humans on, uh, on oh, the show, a show? Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. 
I've seen them all right. No, no. so <laughs> humans is about uh, the these um, synthetics, and um, they basically become conscious, right? They're very there, and and I'll tell you, watching that show, it, my thought process definitely is a little different. It's a little more open, so to say, right? It 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 opens some things up. So let's go on that premise. What if we are an experiment and and we're coming to the fruition of what we are? Do you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean it's it's a it's a possibility. I think we are a, a product of multiple experiments throughout time. Mm -hmm. Different experiments run by different Different groups of people. I mean, we could be 15,000 different experiments running alongside each other, all a part of a different experiment, seeing mm -hmm. how those experiments, you know, that's kind of, to me, a very plausible, very, very plausible. It just seems like, you know, um, it's always there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just always there. Like, you know, who would we be if we weren't? told to be who we are or constructed the way that we are, you know, like how different would we be? How different was, you know, my great grandparents from me, you know, in their connections to this place, you know, was it, did they have the technology, you know, uh, that they I said knew they my grandparents have? were in total bondage. My, I could see it like as clear as day that people were in bondage. I mean, I had, uh, grandfather that nonstop every time he talked to me he said the exact same things save your money save your money get a good education go to a good college get a good career he would never say anything else that was the first thing he would say to you and it was because he was so afraid of you know his family having to live through what he went through and you know what i mean it's a, a fear program and it bothered me I did not, I don't like when I, I don't like um, repetitive things. Like, so I'm the type of person, if you've told me something, I'll be like, you've, yeah, you told me, you've told me. Mm -hmm. I won't like just let you keep telling me until I'm like, yeah, yeah you, you told me. Cause I don't want to really re just, what's the point of rehearing something? So, yeah, exactly. But exactly. Um, it's bondage. It's, it's mental bondage that I think people are in and they're not going to like self-realize. That's true. Freedom is self-realization. Sorry. Self-awareness, right? Yeah. Soul awareness. Um, and, you know, some people need to be so shaken to their soul to become into soul awareness. You know, some people just kind of want to, right? I mean, it just, and some people never will. They're never well, going to. Maybe suffering. That's why suffering could be a good thing for us. Not not induced suffering, like from the outside world, but like going through emotional the ups and downs and in the, the ups and downs of regular real life when you experience life, you know, the things that people so badly don't ever want to experience heartbreak, you know, uh, loss of a loved one, mm -hmm. all those things that people do you know, that they don't want to experience. We're meant to experience those yeah. things and grow and get and refine ourselves through that. And, isn't this whole thing that the, this experience though is to is to go through? You know what I mean? To have this physical experience, to go through these these feelings, and to to have a, a I guess a greater knowledge of who we are overall, how we how we move. You know, there's a a, a fluidity that some people have and some people don't. You yeah. know, I have I have a fluidity to me. 
Do you know what I mean? Like I'll keep moving and keep going and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I see a lot of people who don't have that. And um, it reminds me of the scene in um, with Robin Williams. Do you know the what movie I'm talking about? It's Robin Williams and his wife dies and he goes to hell to get her. What oh. dreams may come. I've oh my God. It. It, you haven't? Watch it. I don't even think I've ever heard it. Oh my God. It's amazing. What dreams may come. What dreams so may come. The premise of it is uh, he goes to hell um, to get her, right? And to bring her to heaven. He dies and then she dies, but he's in heaven and he saw she was in hell. So he travels to hell to go get her. And there's a scene in hell where he's like, everybody's stuck in the mud and he has to walk on their heads. And, and, and that's what it reminds me of, like, that, that people are just so stuck in that. And these people were, like, calling out, like, to their loved ones. Or oh, I have goosebumps right now. I that's, like, what I saw in my dream that time. The people were, like, swimming in, like, sludge and filth. You should watch What Dreams May Come. Because oh, I, think wow. that, I think that movie have more more uh, reality to it than – most people don't even know about it. But it's, it's, it's up there in one of my favorite. Wow. Um, but that's what it reminds me of is that um, there is no freedom in that sludge, you know, and people don't want to remain fluid and they want to, you know, it's that comfort zone. It's what's been created. It's the, whether it's trauma and NPC, a lack of level, you know, it's that inability to want to be more. And I'm bored with that. Mm. I'm extremely mm. bored with that. You know, mm. I'm no, you know, I look at people saying like, I'm this and I'm a, uh, uh, a star seed. And you know, how, oh. I don't know who I am. I just know I'm special. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm special. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't identify with something. I know I'm I can't, like, I can't label myself. I feel like, um, if I am, I am that, you know, I'm, I, 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 I am that. like, you I know? know. Yeah. Like, but it's just so funny. Like it's this, I don't, I, I it's just, uh, cause you know, it's, it's like everybody has looked at themselves as some product to be sold. So they feel like their identity now is instead of realizing who they are and growing into who they are and, and allowing themselves to evolve as a, as a human, as a spiritual being, they, they construct an identity that they decide is the identity they can sell to the world and that that's the one that they feel comfortable in and that's the one they feel good showing the world. And then they, they do everything to make sure that that's who they become. It's really um, strange, I feel like, when you really look at it like that. Well, but as I was just listening to you, to you say it, I was visually watching someone like take off their... Uh outer skin and hang it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. It's just weird. It's kind of like what I just it's like. like a costume. No, their identity is like yeah. a costume that yeah. they put on and they wear and they, that they perform for the, for, for the world or themselves. Maybe they're just performing for themselves, trying to convince themselves. No. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know. I know that I'm bored with, um, a lot. <laughs> I am so, I, I realize I'm, that too, and you're saying I, that I'm, I'm just bored. bored. Yeah, I'm bored. I want with the life. rawness of life. I want a real life. In fact, you reminded me of being in Tennessee this weekend. There were so many homeless people. Now it's an epidemic there, and it's. I feel like wow, like, whew. but 
there are different types of homeless people. You know, there was definitely, you know, the crackheads. Uh, mm -hmm. They just they, they live for drugs. And then there are just the people that are really happy and they don't seem to be on drugs or on anything. And they just seem to be happy and they yep. don't care to to please anybody or perform for anybody. They're living life on their own terms and, and, and whatever makes them happy. And I encountered a lot of those people this weekend. And one guy, he was a homeless veteran and you know, he had the sign with his card. So I looked, looked at it. I gave him some money and I was like, you know, what's your name? And his name was Tyson. And he was like, I fought, you know, under Ronald Reagan against the Soviets. And I was like, you know, well, God bless you. Um, you know, that's quite a, a remarkable. And he said, and I do it all over again and end up here. I love where I'm at. And I love, and I love my life. And we were just like talking about, you know, he just told me his life experience. And he was saying, every person in America is rotten, he said, <laughs> because they don't know what real life is. He mm -hmm. said, every person needs to do something overseas at one point of their life when they get to see little kids drinking out of puddles. Like he went on, he was telling yeah. me all these different stories. And I was just like, this is what I live for. Mm -hmm. Just this, you know, yeah. being in the in the moment, just yep. having a random conversation about real life. And like, I'm a, I'm in like full alignment with this dude. I yep. just like loved him. <laughs> and I, I just was like, he's right. We're rotten. We're not rotten, meaning we're not good people. I guess I'm saying we. The masses of people, like, they're not rotten intentionally, but there's rottenness where... There's a co the cognitive dissonance is making people rotten. But there's no desire to be better. That's what I mean. That's what it is. Right, so then you allow rotten. you allow age and decay to take place. And I don't mean necessarily getting old. I mean age and decay, like on the being, on the yeah, on the on, on the energy, on the on the whole soul itself. Yeah, um, it's like we prostitute our energy, our our, our lives and. It's a lot of people do. Uh, you know, I I used to be um, a lot more free with my energy and and my mm -hmm. uh, allowing anyone. Oh, you know what I mean? Just a fun person, and and I'm not so much like that anymore. And it's not that I'm not fun, and I don't have a good time, or I don't meet people who are like minded and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, I'm a little more trepidatious now of, of my interactions with people because I have had people close to me who weren't within my best interest for me, you know, and, uh, I was, uh, talking with a, a new friend and he has a really good energy and he's like, meets all kinds, everyone that you can see him. We were out and uh, there was three, me, him and, and another friend out. We were out and, and he was at the bar talking to someone, making a friend. And you could see the energy around him, like how good it was, right? Like you could just, you could just see it. You could just feel it. Yeah. And him and I were talking and uh, I said to him, I'm, you're way more trusting than I am. I'm just not like I used to be, I'm just not there. And it kind of bothered me a little bit, but at the same time it didn't, it's like that weird place. You mean like the oh. openness to just be open with people and, and that have that free energy exchange where your energy is just, that what you mean? Like by. Yeah. It just was a, it, it was a piece of what I was seeing. That was a, a piece of me that was there. And I was like, it's, it's, time, it's how we're really meant, I think to engage with each other, but we can't because now everyone's trying to, Slicing um, and drain. Yeah. But here's different. I will say here is very different. Extremely different. Like when um I went to 
my second drum circle, right? right. Uh, first one, I missed the drum circle, but I was there for the after party. So it was technically my first drum circle. So, but when I was there for that after party and we were hanging out and stuff and I just meet some such super cool people, like, and just have the best conversations. And it's like, like, yeah. like everyone's done the same thing. They just packed up and moved to this area. And anyways, I had met a whole bunch of people. And when I was leaving, um, I'm a hugger. I like hugging. Do you know what I mean? Like I, and I like those real hugs. So uh, when I was leaving, I was saying bye. I'm like, you guys hug, you know, so I was doing hugs. And then one guy, he was super cool. And he's like, oh, he's like, I like to do like this. Cause I want to do the full heart on heart. So you do like one and you kind of come in at a certain angle. Right. And he's like, I want to do like that. Cause it's hard on heart. You know, you can get those vibes and stuff like that. And I was like, <sighs> and I just left like, and I just look at me even smiling, just talking about it. Right. And I just left and I was like, man, I'm like, that was so great. Right. Like that interaction, that, that, that 30 seconds gave me more life and more information and more than I needed to know than my two hours of scrolling in this black box. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, it's that, it was that freedom of choice of me to go and interact and to be with those people and to decide to, um, you know, just to live and not to be stuck. Well, but, I think that's our natural state of being. We're meant to kind of energize each other. We are kind of like outlets, right? We're like, we are electrical beings. So, you know, you, they say you out, you give out through your right and you take in through your, through your left, mm -hmm. but everybody is either in, in like a this <laughs> or mm -hmm. a this. And when you're in an, in a, in a situation like the drum circle where everybody is in that kind of that flow, the energy is able to really just get around and harmonize and link in. It's and good. Oh my we God. Do a, uh, so you do a circle at the end of the drum circle, everybody holds hands and everyone goes, Oh, the whole thing. So, uh, uh, friend was on the right. And then there was some girl on the left and we were holding hands and she was, uh, I had seen her earlier, like in the circle dancing and then we were holding hands and I'm like, how are you doing? She's like, I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> Well, see, there you go. <laughs> I was like, man, it's so refreshing. Like, but it was the, the, I guess kind of the premises is, is these people that I'm meeting made the choice to get up and leave and, and to go and live and see what would happen. Right. Like whatever would happen. I don't know. You don't know, but you know, it, staying stuck and not they making decided the choice. To live. They yes. decided to live. Very much. So my mother said to me, life is for the living. <laughs> so here I am. They decided um, to live. I mean, how what 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 stops people from doing something fear. that they feel they should really do for themselves? Fear and obligation. There's this there's this yeah. obligation that we have to live our lives for other people. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're pure of heart and you're a good person, you're just gonna do for other people because that's who you are. You know, right. it's not it's not it shouldn't be an obligation. I have to be here to do this. Well, I gotta do that. Right. That's not, that's not real. That's, 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 you know, it's a guilt pretty much is what it is, you know, but if you're just doing it, but people don't want to, I, I don't know. People don't want to be happy. I've always made choices for my own happiness and not because it was the right thing to do. It's just, you know, I guess, you know, in hindsight, you could say how many times have you messed up, but I didn't mess up. I just no. made a choice to be free and to be who I wanted to be, you know? So I have, 
decided you and I have talked about it, but I have decided that um, everyone's like, you get you know, what's, you know, what's funny, Sylvia is every single person, you're going to get a job. 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 Right. So I decided, no, I'm not going to get a job. I'm going to create my own. And I, um, I am going to start making some products that I know how to do. And I'm going to take my aesthetic background and just my intuition and my knowledge of healing and just make some products and start going to these little street markets and selling them. Why yeah. not? What do I have to lose? But in the eyes of somebody else, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a good decision, right? Because I don't have the security of a job and, and, and it's what so about risk. the benefits and what about, you know, but if I know and I follow the knowing, then I'm doing the right thing and I'm, I'm living freely as freely as I can. Right. But if I say, no, I have to go work for somebody else and take their bullshit and let them pay me for something. If I really go and hustle and work hard, I can do the same thing. And be uh, self-sufficient and be happy and in harmony with your true self as well. That's what you do anyways, you know. And free. So, yeah. And free. It's a good thing. I mean, I see, I see you, me, you know, uh, some of our friends and stuff and like-minded people moving more towards just being that, that sovereign being that free spirit in that sense, you know, as much as we can. And then there's those that we're discussing that they're stuck. They're still posting the same shit from two years ago. You know what I mean? Like the, they're, they're still talking that same speech and, and they're not do like, what are it's you doing? It's a rat race. It's, it's sad, actually. I feel like we're watching the death of the of of humanity as as it's been, and I, I almost kind of think it's a necessary death. That it, it, we're not saying like people should die, so please, I don't want anyone to think yeah. <laughs> anything like like that or anything. But the, the, this is not a sustainable system. It's only sustainable one way. It's a uh, it's sucking the life out of you know, humanity to mm -hmm. feed a, a system that doesn't value or care or love you. And what does love you is your true self and God, you know, the, 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 the true nature inside of us mm -hmm. that desires to be good, that desires to be social, that desires to break out in dance or outburst and ah, when you need to, you know, Lot, like think about that. You know how many times a day I go ah, right now. If I, I, I do a bit smaller version in public, but I honor that when I feel the need to do that. Just something simple like that calms me down, keeps me very sane. How mm -hmm. many people wouldn't would wouldn't allow themselves to do something like that because they wouldn't want people to look at them and think they're crazy? A lot. Right? Something small like that that could have probably helped a lot of people with anxiety. Yeah. You know, well, so people are afraid to be themselves because they're so it's it's the opinions of everybody else that they you know it's it's a very we are in a a very sick, very reversed, very ill society that thinks it's healthy. And in that alone is a huge problem. You know, the the awareness that you are sick in some way, we all are. I mean and I, I don't mean sick. I mean, you know, that, that we've had our psyche messed with, Yeah. you know, like that way like we can yeah. function and be great people, but you know, in some way we're altered and changed from who we used to be. And it's just disturbing. It's extremely disturbing.
But at the same time, I do see a lot of people kind of, you know, just living and, and you know, they're far and few in between. But yeah, um, every occasional, you know, per, every every so often I make that eye contact with someone and I can just like tell like they're you're one of me. Like, yeah, I know. Hey. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the, it's like the your eyes kind of light up when you make that contact with someone else who's like alert and, and you know, yeah, you it's kind of amazing that. how many people's lights out. Like their yeah. light is out, man. It's out. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That shit is out. Out. That's a perfect society for experimenting on one that yeah. doesn't, care that's apathetic that seeks for the whatever momentary pleasure whatever compulsion they have that's mm -hmm. that's a perfect society because it's an easily distracted society and easily controlled society yeah i don't want to be controlled i never was ever able to be i mean i slapped my teacher in third grade because she tried to you know put her hands on me yeah. <laughs> but like um. I, it just it's in our nature to want to fight for our sovereignty, our, our soul and spiritual sovereignty. It's just it is. it is. How do we fight it though? When we're being, it's so, it's such a, a spiritual redundant. realization is I think our only key, our, our only way to override the system. Yeah, I, I do. I think spiritual realization, realizing our true power and where it truly lies. And you know what's know. funny is that makes some people uncomfortable. They're okay yeah. with religion, but they're not okay with themselves, which oh, is okay. very, which is very, and when I'm saying spirituality, I mean yeah. with themselves, like yeah. with discovering like, oh, like that makes me uncomfortable. Or I remember talking to someone one time mm. and they used the word overstand and they're like, oh, I don't like that word. I'm like, why wouldn't that word bother you? I wanted to um just bring this up just because when we're talking about like, you know. It's important. Because we're living in a massive ultra society. Yeah. So I'm going to just mention a couple. You can go research them. Maybe we'll talk a little. But uh, this particular is from War is Crime. And this is the 13 most evil U.S. human experiments. I don't know if this is the most evil, but we'll list these and some other ones. Project MK Ultra, Subproject 68. This is still going on. For anyone who doesn't really understand this, uh, I'll read the synopsis on this. The CIA ran Project MK Ultra, paid by Dr. Donald Ewan uh, Cameron, uh, subproject 68, which be experiments involving mind altering substances. The entire goal of the project was to probe, examine into methods in influencing and controlling the mind and being able to extract information from resisting minds. Pretty much what's going on right now. Uh, they did the mustard gas test on the soldiers and involuntary gas chambers. That is a horrific experiment. U.S. grants uh, immunity to involuntary surgery monster. Deadly chemical sprays on American cities. Now, if you don't think this is still going on, uh, it is every day overhead. Um, and one of the things which... They spray into the air. So this one is deadly chemical sprays on American cities. Showing once again, the U.S. always tends to test our worst case scenarios by getting them first. With the advent of biochemical warfare in the mid 20th century, the Army, the CIA, and the government conducted a series of warfare simulations upon American cities to see how the effects would play out in the event of the actual chemical attack. So they chemically attacked them. 
They conducted the following airstrikes and naval attacks. The CIA released a, a whooping cough virus on Tampa Bay using boats and so-called whooping cough epidemic. 12 people died. The Navy sprayed San Francisco, San Francisco with bacterial pathogens. Oh, yeah. In consequence, many citizens developed pneumonia. So when you have an entire area that develops a flu, it's usually in the air, like sprayed in the air. Or they can do it through radio frequencies too. Um, so that goes on. Uh, human experiments to test the effects of the atomic bomb, injecting prisoners with Agent Orange, Operation Paperclip, which Sophia and I have just talked, infecting Puerto Rico with cancer. Mm -hmm. Pentagon treats black cancer patients with extreme radiation. Operation Midnight Climax. I mean, this list just, it just, it keeps going on too, because when we go, uh, even when I go to some of the other ones, uh, the CIA has a heart attack gun, spied on and controlled the American media. Now they, you know, they operate it, right? The government poisoned alcohol during prohibition. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. I'm not laughing in the premise <laughs> of like, funny, right? The U.S. Air Force Laboratory researched the possibility of using pheromones as a weapon. Right. The U.S. government stole dead bodies for radioactive testing. Well, that, yeah, that makes sense. President Woodrow Wilson's wife ran the country after he suffered a stroke. The CIA tested LSD and other hallucinogenic drugs on Americans. This is true. Mm -hmm. In small towns. The Dalai Lama was a CIA agent. The FBI spied oh, yeah. on the Beatles band member John Lennon. So this one goes on. But where's this one? This is the one that you and I were just talking about that I wanted to bring up, right? Ready for this, Sophia? Let me bring this page up. Hold on. So this was something that in a conversation we were just having that came up. So I was like, you know what? Let me um oh. <laughs> let, me, yeah. let, me, let me bring this up as a subject, right? So right now, as everybody knows, there is a huge push on um the gay agenda. Huge, right? So with that. I remembered years ago that they used to do experiments on people. I believe it was electrical shock that they would do to try to convert them from being gay to straight or they would send them to church. And they had some really harsh things. And these were all run by the government. But now, now the government is pushing this. So check this out. Military proposed gay bomb. This is from military.com. And this article is uh, June 10th, 2007. News report, the Air Force once again proposed a chemical weapon to make the enemy sexually irresistible to each other. <laughs> These demons, man. Right? Oh, it's the video. Uh, here we go. I'm going to I'm going to actually play this. OK, hold on. The Pentagon confirmed to CBS 5 today military leaders once proposed building a so-called gay bomb, a chemical weapon that could be dropped on enemy troops to make them sexually irresistible to each other. Here's CBS 5 political editor Hank Plant. Hank? Well, Alan, it was an Air Force lab that proposed this to the Pentagon officials, and it was a Berkeley-based watchdog group that found out about this strange idea for a weapon. Edward Hammond of Berkeley's Sunshine Project tracks military spending. He used the Freedom of Information Act to obtain this proposal from the Air Force's Wright Laboratory to build what's been called a gay bomb. The weapons proposal says 
One distasteful but completely non-lethal example would be strong aphrodisiacs, especially if the chemical also caused homosexual behavior. The Ohio Air Force lab proposed that a bomb be developed that contained a chemical that would cause um, enemy soldiers to become gay and to, uh, well, to have their units uh, break down uh, because all the soldiers became irresistibly attractive to one another. The Air Force lab asked for $7.5 million to develop such a bomb. The notion was that a chemical that would probably normally be present in the human body in low quantities could be identified and by virtue of either breathing or having their skin exposed to this chemical, the notion was that uh, soldiers would become gay. The Pentagon confirms that such a proposal was made but rejected as part of the military search for non-lethal weapons. A spokesperson told us the Department of Defense is committed to identifying, researching, and developing non-lethal weapons that will support our men and women in uniform. But proposing a gay bomb is offensive to people like Hayward's Hong Win, who was dismissed from the Army under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. You know, the proposal saying that you know, the gay bomb would, uh, would encourage this distasteful uh, behavior, homophobic behavior, is just offensive on, on its face, period. And gay community leaders find the idea almost laughable. Throughout history, we have had so many brave men and women who are gay and lesbian serving the military with distinction. So it's just offensive. The government can create a gay bomb and people don't question why so many people are, are, are gay or trans or an XYZ or whatever they have decided that they are. You know, this is a chemical attack. This is a genetic altering of a being. It's not just all of a sudden that people are just, you know, um, after my research, it would become a little clearer to me that the majority of people who are gay weren't born that way naturally, that there was a chemical enhancement that, there altered, the, gene that, they're that, born. that altered their genetic makeup whether the mother had it in her prior, right? And it changed it that way, which is it, which is a probability. It's the same like uh, when, uh, when, um, when you have mercury fillings, that child is born with that mercury in their system from the mother. From the I almost see it like a hormone, like they influence the hormones. Yeah. yeah so that's what they're, that's what they're, these chemicals are, are doing. Yeah. They're disrupting the hormonal system. Yep. Yep. So they're changing people and then they changed for an agenda and they've done all of the psychological warfare. They've done all these different tests that's going on and people are still not mad. Sophia. Because they keep, they don't want to believe it. They want us to be androgynous. These, these people have a goal. If you read through a lot Amen. of these, these Amen. proposed, you know, uh, plans and these ideals, you know, they're not like, oh, we're going to do this too many. But these are people uh, that they, you know, put together their ideals for what they believe a perfect, you know, society looks like or this looks like. Yep. And a lot of times it is a AI controlled androgynous society mm -hmm. at the end of it. Very much so. Why Why the androgyny? Because they can't have us ha even have the freedom to reproduce. Well, so many just gave that up, didn't they? So what's our freedom of choice? 
what is ours moving forward? You know what I mean? Like, so we talk about being free and freedom of choice and, and the government experiments, knowing we partake in them and that this whole place is probably one big mind fuck. Uh, I keep having these visions that uh, it's a mental game. And when we figure out one of the mental pieces, we're free. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know like how a to key in a lock. I haven't shared this with you. So it would be two weeks ago on a Saturday. I took a nap and um, I'm a belly sleeper, right? But I wasn't on my belly. I was on my back. And while I was, while I was napping, I was aware that I was napping. So I was very aware and I was sleeping. I definitely wasn't asleep, but I was very aware that I was napping. The other thing I was aware of is that my mouth kept opening and I kept shutting my mouth. Hmm. I was laying on my back, which I never do. I'm aware that I'm taking a nap and my mouth opens and I kept shutting my mouth, right? And then while I was sleeping, um, inside of that right here, just right here in this little thing right here, it opened up just like a portal. And in that portal was a man sitting in there that wanted me to know that he was sitting in there, that he was watching me. He had like grayish hair. And I keep wanting to say he had like a square kind of glasses on or something, but he had, he had a familiar look. I don't think I know him. Do you know what I mean? But he had a very familiar look. But it was very strange because it was a portal that opened up. And he wanted me to know he was there. And I was dreaming. And I was on my back. And my mouth, Like, it was just a weird thing. And when I woke up afterwards, I'm not going to lie, for a minute or two, I was like, was that some kind of an experiment? Because it wasn't, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, what I, I, was it really like a watcher or someone letting me know that they're there and I can see them now, like things are changing or, or was it something else? Was it some kind of an experiment because they mess with people all the time and it's kind of hard to discern between the two. My feeling was, it was very organic. That's but, what I was just going to say. Usually you got to go back to how you feel in that moment, the, the immediate vibes you get. Um, like, I feel like I had to be on my back for it to be the portal the way it was to open up. Like it probably may have actually op opened up through now I'm putting my hands here through my mind's eye. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that way. Whereas if I was down, it wouldn't. Yeah. Well, the energy was probably the Kundalini energy was probably able to full, to fully come, come up through from, from sleeping like that. From, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. So uh, I live for things like that. I live for stories like that. I that's what we're supposed to be having the things like that happen to us, I think, every day. I've been having a lot. So you know me, but our listeners, I don't really share. There's a lot I I, I communicate well, but I don't always share very well. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Same, very same, very same. Um, so, um, but I, I will share right now that there's definitely um, a power in me that is becoming, uh, how do I explain it? The other day I was standing, right? I was in my apartment and I was just doing something. I was standing. I felt huge. I mean, oh, like, like 
huge. I have goosebumps, like huge. Like I was like so big and I was aware of the fact of how big I am. And for people who energy wise, you totally get it. You know, um, you know, I, I like to just be clear, like I'm not an expert in anything. I'm just me going through experiences and learning as I go. So, you know, whatever I know is all self-taught. It's not, it's not because anyone told me what I need to learn. It's just because this is the way my path is going. But I was big. Like I was re and I was like, Whoosh. and there's been some other stuff that's been happening. Um, my intuition is super, super strong. It's getting really, really strong. Uh, even like little things, like I knew someone that I had cut ties with, I would hear from this week and I did. They like, that's what, that's what I mean. Like when we are open and that energy is just flowing and we're in our, you know, flow. I don't know what to call it. I just call it my flow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that it, it just, that's how I, I, that's how it like, that's those, those psychic things. And that's just how, how it's supposed it's, to be. Yeah. How it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, I don't believe we were meant to be so vocal and verbal as beings. I think we're meant to be more um, uh, eye contact, you know, where we. I don't know about me, but. Like, I think that words have kind of become a buffering system mm -hmm. for us to actually understand each other because they've caused confusion. Oh yes. It overcomplicated things when life is so simple and and that's the big mind trick. That's really the 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 big the the the, the fundamental start of the mind fuck is convincing you very young that life is so complicated that mm -hmm. you need to, you know, follow all the institutions and people who are above you to navigate it, but it's so simple. It it's is. It's so simple and your emotions are simple. Just allow them to be, yes. you know, your, your uh, relationships can be simple, allow them to flow and be organic and authentic. I, I, I would always say, it's funny how you say things for a while and then you stop, but I would say like, uh, you know, people are complicated. Life isn't like life is not complicated. Right. The people that complicate it myself included at times, you know, I'm not like, I'm not impervious to that by any, by any means. Uh, not, but in the, in saying that I have set myself free from my own bondage, uh, you know, from my own trauma, from the, from my own shit that I've had to deal with in life, I have learned to not hold on to things. And I mean, I'm not really one to hold on to, you know, because I am that free spirit. Like I know that I want to be free, whatever that means, even from when I was little, like that's always, you know, my mom will tell you. I've been very busy since the go. Like I've always had something to do and you know, that I'm a very free spirit. And, um, it, it's just, uh, I look back at some of the ways that I would behave when I would have an incident, get into an argument with a boyfriend, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that. And I'm like, who the hell is that person? Like, because it's so far away from who I am today. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, this is, this is the, this is the part that Sophia and I are speaking on. It's that freedom of choice to, to let go, to, to be your best self, to, to walk into your own divinity imperfectly. Yeah. So, you know, I look back at like, how dramatic I might've been at one time or if I yelled or, you know, whatever it was. And it's so funny because now I would just laugh and walk away at, at the, at the exact same things that pulled every little string I had then 
because I was holding on to all of my own shit. And I had so much scar tissue that I was so afraid that everybody else was going to rip it open that I had to, um, you know, to, to protect it by, by being a good, ah, you can't come near me. I'm big and scary. Right. Yeah. Never was big and scary. It never, ever was big and scary. Big and scary is just walking away. That's big and scary. Cause that scares people more than anything else. You surrender know I mean? because people don't know what real surrender looks like and surrendering to like, to life, right? Like what traps us, what gets us stuck is the, attachment to an outcome or <laughs> to uh, an ideal or, you know, needing th that control to control. Yeah. And if you want to control things, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you can control things in a different way. You can have full control of your life in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mentally, you know, I've been watching all sorts of stuff about just the, that, that cognitive, like knowing, and then it happens. And it's so true. It's the doubt, you know, it's like, um, and I know this has probably happened to everybody, like whatever it is, it's going along great. Like everything is fine, whether it's a job, a relationship, a friendship, whatever it is, right. Everything is going along just fine. And then you're like, did they, did they mean that like that? Like, was that, and then you have like this weird feeling Reading and then, things. yeah. And then all of a sudden, the more, exactly. The more you read into it, the more you create your own story. And now that story you <laughs> created <laughs> happens and you're like, I knew it. Yes. But everything was fine before you created the story. Like it was all fine, but it was the creation of it. I believe by that. I believe that's a, a very true fact. Uh, mm -hmm. It's almost like a law that that's mm -hmm. going to happen. Yeah. The minute and you I, have I, that. I have like a fear being around people who are like that. Cause I feel, and like people who have that energy, it's very thick and it's, and it's, it's very, uh, I don't like it. I, I yeah. can't, I, I, I'm like, Oh, cause I don't like, like, although I'm very free, I don't like other people messing with, with like, my mm -hmm. positive flow and i'm like i can't yeah well you saying that i think that the, the in that we just have to realize that our positive flow is more powerful than yeah yeah, than, yeah. Than, the waterfall right even that little drip man it can cause a lot of damage it can cause that one little drip all you need is that one little drip to get in the crack everything's all messed up all messed up yeah. Um, it's really interesting, the break and, and, and the way that things are going, you know, I, I don't know if I feel bad for people because I, I just, you know, um, it's like when someone says, oh, you know, I want to go on a diet or I want to have this, or I want to have that. And then you're not giving up anything to get it, you know, like you do have to give something up because you have to change, right? So you can't stay the same in order to create change. And then when you don't change anything and nothing changes, then you give up on changing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I've, tr I've tried that before. Too. Re they reinforce to themselves that it's not worth it to even try when they never did in the first place. Right. Exactly. Yeah. When they never did, when they never, they think that they did. Well, I went to the gym but you still came home and ate X, Y, Z, or you still, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's well, not it's like someone who says I need to save money, but then they're not willing to, to cut out anything that they don't necessarily need to spend money on because the thought of living without the yeah. thing is way too scary more than the actual need to save money. It's like, 
bazonkers. It, it is. It is interesting. I, I'll tell you. Uh, when I was in Boston, uh, I remember whatever it was. It was years ago. I had shut off my cable, and um, and you'd either have people over, you'd be talking to people, and they're like, "Oh, did you see this?" I'm like, "No, I don't have cable." They're like, "You don't have cable?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I don't have cable." Like, what do you do? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I do stuff. I don't, what do you mean? Like, like in my head, I'm like, that's kind of a little, a little kooky. And I said to them, I said, well, I don't really watch that much TV. And the other was, is when I calculated, we'll just come in at a ballpark. We'll just say a hundred dollars just for the sake of the conversation. Right. So it's a hundred dollars a month for cable. That's $1,200 a year. So I was paying $1,200 a year to watch TV. That's absurd. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, like, like why would I do that? Why would I? Why? Why would I do that? That's a vacation. So, and it's like for, to what? To sit there to to distract yourself. Just think about how much time we sit. What? Well, not we, but people yeah. in general can sit watching TV. If you just sat there, probably in silence and in, in enjoy the stillness, you'd probably have about. 15 epiphanies a day. You'd be mm-hmm. a philosopher by the end of like two weeks. Yep. The human mind is incredible. And the way we inhibit our own minds and cap our own creativity is just, it makes me kind of sick mm-hmm. because I think of even like the lamest person, how much potential they have. Yeah. I mean, everyone has, has, has a potential, right? Everybody has a potential. It's yeah. just not everybody really cares about it. And that's okay. I mean, that's fine. You can still sit in your little box all the time. Uh, you have been listening to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. We really appreciate uh, you listening. Sophia, any closing comments? Um, nope. Just thank you to our listeners and honor yourself. Honor the moment. Uh I want to, once again, huge shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for putting this all together. You can find us on thewakeradio.com. OTWTube.com is our social media platform. And all shows are uh, uploaded, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart. Am I going on the right track? I think so. (laughs) I think I'm right on that. So we are here every Wednesday, 9 to 11. Uh, Sophia's show is on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Truth, Freedom, and Sophia. And I have Monday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, Event Horizon. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you. And yeah. just be amazing so that we can live in an amazing place. And until next week, we out. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashley. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.